We back in the lab, we making some noise, so go turn your decibels up. Yeah. Black skin, white coat, oh no, who was nice as us? Made Jim really told us no limits, so we about to take this up. Went from mixing in the kitchen to the lab, and now nah, I can make this up. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We shining a light on the people of color to show them how fly it is. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We back in the lab with white coats on our back, trying to show what time it is. Hey. Welcome back to the Science Podcast, the podcast by the Black Science Coalition and Institute for BSI. When you hear this noise, that is our end podcast station. So please go to b-sci.org to see all of our citations ever. I am geoarchaeologist Jordan Chapman, and I'm making a lot of noise because I'm moving the mic around. <laughs> and as always, we have the dope chemist herself, Jana Carpenter. And today we're gonna go through some science news. Honestly, you know things are getting started this semester, um, top of the year. And we, you know, taking it a little easy. We got some other things going on, so we're gonna give you like one or two articles. But then we're gonna talk about a new movie that premiered on Netflix not too long ago called "Don't Look Up," and we're gonna get into it. So, Jenna, let's start off with saying, just how are you? Yeah. I'm- I'm I'm alive. Yeah, me too. Same, same. Yeah. New year, same pandemic. Same pan, so, same pandemic. Loving that. <laughs> New variant though. New variant. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know, uh, we wear masks. Uh, you gotta wear different masks. You know, we're getting new news about that that our cloth masks aren't as effective yeah. as we would like them to be. So, um, I do know that Biden just in the Biden administration just okayed uh for I think something like couple hundred million masks N95 mm-hmm. and K95 masks to be shipped out to pharmacies in the country. So if you need one of those type of masks, then please go out and get one if they, you can, if you can. Yeah, as well as four whole COVID tests shipped right to your home. Those two, yeah. Via USPS, mm-hmm. which um, you can find according to our vice president if you just Google it. So is, it, is that? <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah, something along oh, okay. those lines. I mean, I'm not putting it past there, but I <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Yep, 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 yep. And there's been a lot of CDC slander I've noticed on social media. But folks, look, <laughs> when you're dealing with the kind of uh, climate of sorts that we are in, um, socially, politically, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, you you start to connect the dots and i i say this all the time but i say this even once more just to bring it home just trust just do your research do the diligent research that you should be doing factual research mm-hmm. not just opinions and trust and believe that the scientists who are actually working on this research are doing the good work cannot stress that enough <laughs> Yeah, we didn't name this be this podcast "Be Scientist" for nothing, guys. Like, let, let's let's get on the ball here. Yeah, it's fun to make fun of the CDC for you know limiting the number of quarantine days to five, <laughs> but we do live in a capitalist society. That's just a fact. Yeah, that's just a fact. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. There's no polit- political things happening here. I'm just I'm just stating facts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I will say about that. Yeah. So. No, I understand. I understand. But we do also do have science news that's not 
At least in, I don't know about yours, actually. Mine is not necessarily COVID related, but which is Yeah, sure. no, mine is not either. Isn't no, that so exciting? It's nice. Oh, That's refreshing, actually. So refreshing. <laughs> do you want me to go first? Do you want yeah, to go, go first? first? Sure. So um, in recent news, and this is not actually new science, but mm-hmm. something that's been developing over the course of technology's history, really, mm. uh, is this new, or not new, right? I just said that. Artificial intelligence network developed by Google AI, which is an offshoot of DeepMind, to look into one of the most challenging research questions that we've been trying to uncover, which is determining the entirety of the human uh, proteome. So figuring out what proteins exist in humans Mm. as a whole, which has now become somewhat of a success um, with this new DeepMind program called AlphaFold. And so this actually outperformed over a hundred other different teams that are looking into the, um, I'm going to butcher this, biennial protein structure prediction uh, software called CASP, which is called, is short for Critical Assessment of Structure Prediction. Mm. So this is a predictive software that's analyzing different amino acid complexes to figure out what proteins actually exist in humans based on databases and other available research. And so this is an entirely artificial intelligence created software to like map our entire proteome, which is kind of huge Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and something that I'm really interested in because I do metabolomics. Right. And so this is just one stepping stone of, of like figuring out how to ask more important biological questions with confidence Mm -hmm. now that we have these intelligent software to tell us like, okay, if we have changes in these proteins, how does that relate to the human genome that we now have extensive research on? Mm -hmm. And how can we make predictions about how that continues to progress along central dogma, along the genome, transcriptome, proteome, metabolome, etc. So this is really exciting. Um, it was just featured in Nature, Ooh. big big journal. It's a big journal. <laughs> it's a big one. This was just released back in November, which I know is old news now, um, but it's still a game changer and um, really a big leap in understanding uh, humans. What is it with us humans? Right, How do that's we figure this out. You kind of already mentioned it, but it does sound like. Um like a big deal in the same way that when we completed the human genome project back in like i think the 90s that Mm -hmm. um sounds like it has the similar implications if not um if not more yeah absolutely yeah so they base a lot of this on the human genome project Mm -hmm. and so now we're kind of just mapping our way down central dogma and figuring out how do all these puzzle pieces fit together um and this kind of makes it a lot easier for um a lot of experimental designs you know in the past we would try to completely uncover every single protein every single gene every single metabolite mm-hmm. just from one single experiment which is kind of impossible because you need you know references of, of other replicates and stuff and so to be able to use a software program to kind of do that for you um, it's kind of nice. That means you spend less time fighting over making <laughs> different experiments that are all biologically relevant to each other and also consistent 
um, just makes it a lot easier to kind of answer the more pressing questions we have about um, how that affects humans. So right. kind of cool. That's cool. I mean, I don't understand a lot of it. I'm not going to lie to you. Fair enough. But it sounds cool. It sounds, it definitely sounds useful. And I mean, the only thing I would know is that um, I'm going to guess that just by knowing the different proteins in the human body that will likely have big implications for things like vaccines and things like just understanding different diseases and how to, as you said, like fight those things, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Cause a lot of what our body does is um, kind of react to its outer environment, these diseases and other different stressors in the human body by like um, changing its structure structurally, like in tissues and, and in those tissues on the surface, of those membranes, you have these proteins that all kind of help to signal different um, things that are happening in your body. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a big deal if you understand mm-hmm. all of that stuff on, on the molecular level, which is kind of hard to do. But mm-hmm. luckily, we have scientists who can understand that stuff. Hey, so. <laughs> like one right here. I I don't say, I wouldn't say I completely understand <laughs> it, but like, I would say just in general, this is a really big deal for people who are interested in like computer science, especially mm-hmm. that relates to like understanding biology and chemistry and all this other good stuff. That is going to be a really hot market. Mm-hmm. It already is a hot market, but if you are thinking about going into computer science or software engineering, this is where you're needed. <laughs> right. This is where your impact will be absolutely just expanded upon because we need this kind of stuff more ai research is is going to help us kind of make these leaps in in science cool cool all right so yeah that's cool jenna um i don't also understand some of the things i'm not so uh my next story is about the tonga volcano and i'm a geologist but i'm not a volcanologist so i can only tell you a little bit about this so this eruption happened on january 15th it happened on the south western pacific i guess or at least south pacific island or island chain um that consists of two small uninhabited islands hanga hapapia and i'm going to pronounce these names wrong so please forgive me if i am in hanga tonga they're about 100 meters above sea level and about 65 kilometers north of Tonga's capital, okay, Nuka, Nuku, <laughs> Alufa, <laughs> again, please forgive me. However, these islands are also part of a caldera that is about uh, 1,800 meters high and 20 kilometers, but most of which is beneath the waves. Um, this volcano erupted, and if you haven't seen some of the pictures of it, I definitely recommend it. Um, some of the satellite images from it is actually kind of crazy, um, but Sometimes when volcanoes erupt, especially in like these areas um, and like the middle of the ocean, it can have big impacts because there's so much energy being released that it can be released. All energy is going to be released in a wave. And then because there's water around, that causes tsunami. So there were tsunamis in the South Pacific and even some um, at least warnings and advisories even here on the West Coast of the United States. I don't, I can't find anything on the total death toll from it, but it seems that some of the disaster preparedness that Tonga has put together, knowing that this is a potential problem that could happen, helped to limit deaths, according to one article. And there was one island that all the homes were destroyed and about three people died. But considering 
while you can't put you don't want to say that, oh three people died and just just leave that on the table there however it sounds like it could have been a lot worse but it sounds like a lot of these tsunami warnings and just research that goes on in the south pacific because it's in the ring of fire which is just a collection of what we usually refer to as that area because of all the volcanic chains and like volcanic activity that's going on in that in, the, in that region of the world that there just seems to be a lot of preparedness for these things and like considerations about what this would mean and just trying to make sure that that doesn't happen that we don't have these huge death tolls that are just crazy yeah i mean the other thing we want to talk about today is that there was a movie on netflix called don't look up and jenna and i both watched it and <laughs> i appreciate i didn't really understand what the movie is about but i saw leonardo DiCaprio and jennifer lundford in it and i was like those are two actors that i know and um, have enjoyed previous movies from them so i watched it and i don't want to spoil anything but basically the synopsis of the movie is that there is a meteor about to hit the earth that jennifer lawrence and leonardo DiCaprio will discover and that they must try to warn the planet about <laughs> some pretty ridiculous results so yeah that's pretty much what happens in the movie uh, we don't want to give too much away but we are going to talk about it so if you haven't seen it this is kind of a spoiler alert yeah big spoiler alerts ahead mm -hmm. uh just because there are certain parts of it that i feel like we can't not talk about <laughs> right <laughs> just because it's just such a fun movie mm -hmm. but yeah if you haven't seen it yet <laughs> so, so what was your favorite part of the movie uh, my favorite part for sure is when they are making calculations to see what is the margin of error of this meteor hitting the earth. Mm -hmm. Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is doing the calculations, super excited because he's like, man, this is so cool. <laughs> um, and he gets to the last margin of error and it's just all zeros. <laughs> 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 right. he realizes what he's doing and he's mm -hmm. like oh shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part is great <laughs> and he like has to be like all right everyone let's just stop for the day everyone go home um uh except for you because yeah. we need to talk we need to talk about this <laughs> yeah. i think jennifer lawrence's character is called kate i think i don't her remember name? her name but yeah let's say kate for right now oh man let's call her kate i hope that's her name mm -hmm. but <laughs> From there, I feel like just her character's reactions to everything is pretty much how I would react mm. if I found this same thing out. And yeah, what's your favorite scene? Um, my favorite scene is um, not too long after that. There's a scene where they're in the White House trying to explain to the president. Who I think, if I'm not, if I'm not getting people mixed, is that Meryl Streep who's the president? Yeah, Meryl. Streep. So Meryl Streep is the president, yeah. and Jonah Hill is her son and presidential presidential advisor, which mm -hmm. is just already ridiculous. Thing. It's a, that's a ridiculous sense. Yep. But that's what's happening in this movie. Jennifer Lawrence walks in, and Jennifer Lawrence is she's dressed professionally, but not as professionally as some other people in the room. So she walks in, and Jonah Hill says something along the lines of, "I." He just he makes a stupid comment about her outfit, and then they. Everyone in the room goes on about how, like Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio go on about how that this meteor is coming, that they need to be prepared, they need to really start thinking, that the calculations are correct. Jonah Hill makes some comments about how, you know, that they're, for whatever reason, that their calculations aren't accurate just because they're not from an Ivy League school, which is our, which is also funny because, like, fuck him. But then, <laughs> but then um, right before 
they leave, Jonah Hill stands up and makes another comment about Jennifer Florence's uh, outfit and just says something along the lines of, thanks for dressing up. And I just found that funny because he didn't have to do that. That was disrespectful, but it was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah. Jonah Hill's character really plays up the, like, nonchalant, like, just totally arrogant Mm -hmm. son in office, like, just nepotism all over the place. Yes. Absolutely playing the character up. Like, Jonah Hill is very funny. Yeah. I mean, like, most of the things I've seen of him, I've it's big. Just he is the funniest person in the movie most of the time. Yeah. I honestly, this movie was just so interesting and kind of a little terrifying because there are oh, just yeah. so many A-list celebrities mm-hmm. in this movie. And this this was not a very well advertised movie. They just, mm-hmm. like, dropped it. I think it was the day after new year's or christmas it was or... something it was one of those two it was definitely like just it's like in the holiday ether i guess yeah and they just dropped it like it was whatever and mm-hmm. they talk about some really scary concepts yeah. that are honestly kind of relevant because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there was just a sizable meteor that is flying or has already flown close to or <laughs> I don't know. In orbit? There was a meteor that was pretty close to Earth's um, orbit. I think it was, I think the size of the meteor was about the size of like, like, uh, it was about the size of a sky, like a really tall skyscraper, which is a couple of kilometers high, maybe like one to two kilometers high. The meteor in the movie, which is really, this is what I found really interesting about it. The meteor in the movie was about a little bit bigger than the one that killed the dinosaurs. Um, so it was about 10 kilometers, where the one that killed the dinosaurs was about 8 kilometers or so around. So it was a little bit bigger, but not that much bigger. And honestly, if you think about uh, estimations and approximations, it could have been about the same size. But anyway, um, this meteor that just passed Earth, I don't think was enough to have caused an extinction. But it was definitely have like leveled out like an entire city and it definitely like a good port portion of like, say, some area if it would have impacted somewhere. So. Yeah, it it definitely just makes me think of like the actual reality of what would happen <clears throat> if an asteroid were to hit Earth mm-hmm. or a planet killer, as they call it right. in the movie. Um, yeah, if something were to hit the Earth hard enough that it would at least maybe shift how the Earth rotates, mm. the absolute t- like. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched Jenna have an existential crisis. <laughs> Man. That, yeah. Like, I know, like, the whole impact yeah. would be terrible, but if you were not directly next to the impact site, the just the shift and the momentum of the Earth's rotation mm-hmm. would literally. Yeah. We'd be done. We would be done. There's some, I mean, this is one of the things that I, so there was a portion, point of time where I was just very paranoid about things like that myself. I've gotten way over it since, like, honestly becoming a scientist in a lot of ways, um, scientist in a lot of ways. Um, so basically, like, one, there is, like, NASA and a bunch of other um, space agencies around the world are always looking out for those things, because obviously that's one of the most terrifying things that could happen. We know we know the consequences of that. There was literally dinosaurs, and then one day there were not dinosaurs. We know how bad that could be. So there are, like, these systems in place to monitor the bigger asteroids in just in the solar system we've and pretty much nasa has identified most of them like we've nasa has done a good job of identifying the ones that would potentially be 
harmful to life on Earth. And because of that, we aren't too worried because most of them don't seem like they're going to be a problem. There are some out there that could be a problem, but again, that's monitoring the situation. So the movie does kind of exaggerate that part. Like if we did, there, there was like a, an asteroid that was about to hit Earth. We know pretty far in advance. But yeah, I don't think any like PhD candidates like Kate in the movie mm-hmm. would be like, "Oh man, no one else has seen this. Right. How crazy!" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I highly doubt that that would happen. Mm-hmm. If it did, then obviously our money is not being allocated where it needs to be. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because there was also just um, NASA just uh, let us know that they heard of, of different sound waves coming through just out of nowhere that they don't really know where it's coming from. Right. But it's it's they can't really detect what it is really mm-hmm. like these things are happening all the time. Yeah, so. exactly. Like there's so even with that stuff like aliens and stuff like that, like SETI, I forget what SETI stands for, but they're like also like the. I don't. They're not. I don't know if they're part of NASA, but they're definitely part of some university, like on the West Coast, that monitors like stuff like that. If we do were to basically, they are looking for any signs of interplanetary like communication. So that's also that. So that's interesting. Too. I, I sometimes I get into like these weird like what what the hell is happening with the science of these things. So don't. So yeah. 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 Nothing to immediately concern yourself mm-hmm. with. Don't go start. Well, if you want to, you can. But it's not necessary to go start, like, you know, doomsday prepping or anything like that. Because I'm telling you right now, not to scare you. Well, maybe I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> I mean, it's fair, I guess. Um, I think the thing that really piqued me about the movie is that it's not, in a sense, so it's not necessarily about say even just the asteroid itself or a meteor it but it's it's in um i've seen some think pieces about how it's more about climate change some people have even said it's definitely like alluding to covid but i thought the interesting about i think the most interesting thing to me about the movie was that it's not necessarily about any one of those things but rather it's that it's about kind of all of those things mm-hmm. like because an asteroid is all of the thing all of those things and worse but it's also like like comedically not going to happen anytime in the near future so it's like one of those it's so it's definitely like a what uh, it's a huge what if scenario but it makes you think about how we've dealt with other like species like catastrophes that could happen at any moment and how we've been not even how we dealt with them how we are currently dealing with them right and that's the part of the movie that i think is genius in that it keeps it keeps dealing with these things in really fucked up and funny ways that you're just like oh <laughs> that's real fucked up but that's also what's happening like for example like leonardo dicaprio's character goes goes on a press tour and like he goes on like basically this show's version this movie's version of like good morning america with tyler fucking perry out of nowhere yeah, out of nowhere i was like no they didn't yeah. but, yep they did fucking medea shows up and you're like okay well this is i don't know what's going on right now and but then like he's sitting here like him and jennifer lawrence are trying to talk about how there's a meteor going to hit the earth i think the timeline is that it's going to hit the earth in like something like six months or something mm-hmm. like that and they're they're like on national television talking about this, and like Tyler Perry and I forget who else I forget who the co star of that show was, but I think it's played by Kate Blanchett. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who also plays her role so well. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and but the, the, then they are talking about it. But so they're so Jennifer Lawrence 
and Leonardo DiCaprio as the scientist are out there talking about this as we need to do something about this. And Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett are basically going, okay, but yeah, on the next segment of the show, we're going to talk to our Justin Bieber stand in. Mm-hmm. Our Justin Bieber, fucking Ariana Grande shows up too. Yep. It's because it's and Kate Cuddy. Yeah. So that's, that is, and it's just like, it is ridiculous what happens, but you cannot make parallels between what's going on on that show and on this movie and then what's happening sometimes in the real world it's 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 crazy yeah it's a really blurred line and that is that does say something about how we consume like our reality Mm -hmm, right like mm -hmm. if it doesn't have any shock factor do we even care about it not really right um which is not good because Mm. there are things that we should be caring about that are currently going under the radar just like in this movie and like you said it's like a really nice art piece in that Really, you can interpret it in any way you want to uh, in terms of like how it parallels to rea- real events that are happening right now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I will say they either intentionally or unintentionally definitely play on the, I guess, the trope of like women voicing their opinions in a in a manner and they they get mm-hmm. <laughs> made into a meme <laughs> like what are you yeah. kidding me but of course when the man right when the doctor man says something that's a good point actually oh my god the whole time i was so angry i was like <laughs> she literally said what you just said in your like five minute rant and mm. she got like made into a meme but that's fine right and she was the person to discover the asteroid in like like Leonardo DiCaprio does try to like, you know, he tries to give her the credit and make sure she to give her the credit. And the asteroid eventually winds up being named after her. Mm-hmm. But then people blank start to blame her. And like Leonardo is the one who goes on the press tour right. and like really, really goes up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a there's so many things that you can unwrap from this film, honestly. But and it says a lot of things things about social norms but no i thought it was really good i i thought i don't get why people are trash talking it so much mm-hmm. um yeah i did there was one piece and this was on facebook so also take this with a huge grain of salt but i did see someone say something along the lines it's not about covid if you're making connections to covid like then that's on you and i'm like but it's it's not not about covid because you were just saying like how about how it parallels our reality and before COVID happened, you know, I think we've even talked about this a little bit here, is that there was already plans in place to try to figure out how to handle something like COVID. It was, and that's part of the reason why we already kind of were like, here's an mRNA vaccine, why it happened so fast, is because we were thinking about it. No one was taking it seriously. And then it happened. And then even... Even talking to people who don't have that knowledge, and I'm not saying I have like the same knowledge as say like an epidemiologist or something like that, but like knowing that COVID was basically started December of 2019, which is why it's called like SARS CoV 2 2019 mm-hmm. or whatever. But people are like, oh, but yeah, they, you know, whatever they knew, but they didn't tell us. And it's like they didn't know everything yet. And then like, so it just becomes like you can see so many parallels between like, this event and like how people just really don't understand the science sometimes or just try to skew it yeah i mean i would love it if every time i published a paper someone was like 
on the news like oh someone just published this paper on this really exciting research but no one is finding my research that interesting unless you're in my field Mm -hmm. so all this research is happening under the radar all the time all the time and until it becomes relevant to our own experiences when it becomes this broadcasted thing and people just don't understand that like this is a normal thing that happens in science <laughs> it does like, you do all this hard work and only like five people recognize it and like give you kudos for it mm-hmm. unless you're like really cool and you come up with like the human genome project mm-hmm. you're not going to really get the recognition that you you know sometimes feel that you deserve so right. i wish people could understand that more cuz this is not something new that keeps happening and all of a sudden we get these vaccines out of nowhere like no these things happen according to like research that is done over years years so god yeah yeah i mean even like climate change for example which is like the one that people are making the parallel to the most is like i was recently reading stuff about how like big oil companies and fossil fuel companies knew about climate change and how like the output of carbon into the atmosphere had been affecting the atmosphere since maybe like the 50s and 60s and then in the same way that because and what they basically did because big tobacco was having this problem where people were like just finding out about how tobacco was bad even though to- tobacco companies knew about that too but tobacco companies also did a really good job at advertising um that problem away for a while is that climate change like fossil fuel and oil companies were like let's just do the same fucking thing Mm -hmm. and then for what like 40 to 50 plus years into it like irreversible damage to not just like individuals but the entire planet happened even now we're just like you know we don't really need to do some of this stuff. And it's like, but we need to do it right now. And like, but profits, which yeah. becomes a huge thing at the end of don't look up. And yeah. it's, it just, it's, it's, it's just crazy. If this asteroid is going to make a lot of money, it's <laughs> fine if we die, yeah. as long as we make money from it. Like, yeah. What kind of logic is that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly. But Hey, you know, we're all just trying to make a dollar. Right. Here. It so, becomes a, and then also like the billionaire like person comes in and he's just just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I love that character honestly. As terrible as he is, mm-hmm. the the big tech guy. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? yeah, yeah. Like he he is hilarious. <laughs> his like whispers, <laughs> little whistle tones that he does with his little voice, it kills me. It really kills me. But just like that whole character is like that's that's basically. You know, you can relate, you can correlate that to any number of mm-hmm. metaphors that you want to, but just that character is like the perfect little wrench in the <laughs> in the system that is always there, telling like the the devil's advocate on the shoulder, like, oh, what if we do it this way? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if we do it that way to make more profits? Oh, I hate that character, <laughs> <laughs> but I love him at the same time. <laughs> it was done very well. Like he has elements of so many like popular billionaires. Like the space thing is obviously like a Jeff Be- Bezos and Elon Musk thing, but then he goes on a rant about how he has a conversation with Leonardo DiCaprio at some point about how he basically knows everything about him, like even things that Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I never told anybody that. I didn't even know that about myself. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I got your data." Mm-hmm. And it's hard to not look at, like, say, uh, a Mark Zuckerberg and go, well, 
there's him too and it, so he just is a huge amalgamation of all of these people it's mm-hmm. crazy yeah and just kind of going off of that i guess i think it's really funny the whole like especially with mark zuckerberg's new little like <laughs> virtual yeah. reality metaverse metaverse mm-hmm. i keep seeing those videos pop up where he's got like a knife behind his back and he's like welcome to the to the metaverse and you're like trapped there forever like that's not you know that's kind of you know you know it's kind of uh, not a joke because <laughs> <wow. laughs> they really do have our data like that they do <laughs> it, you know it it also reminds me a lot of we've talked about this show extensively on one episode but it's shades of black mirror again and you're just like here we are again talking about it. and it's just like we need to take these things a little bit more seriously because it's getting out of hand. We've seen it. We're, we're, we are seeing it with the pandemic again, parallel mm-hmm. that these things need to be taken seriously, but they're not. And it's getting out of hand at this point. Yeah. I guess all I'm going to say and to my last point uh, that I will say on this, because I could talk about this forever, yeah, but <laughs> the last thing I will say is that I am just waiting for that one scientist to get on to good morning America and like rant for five minutes about, what's what is actually happening in our world and what we should be concerned about i just want to see them snap mm-hmm. like real time yeah that'd be dope actually like bill i mean remember when bill nye kind of did that on john oliver like yeah. true. Mm-hmm. man that is true we keep getting desensitized to stuff like that and mm-hmm. it concerns me but. yeah but like to have it like to happen live like if you like imagine like the dr fauci on like you know like you said, good morning, America. Just snap it. You would be like, whoa. Yeah. It'd be yeah. crazy. It would be crazy. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I like the movie a lot. I don't know why people didn't like it. I don't know how many people didn't like it, but, like, you guys, I mean, it's an opinion, I guess. But just, just you know, just trying to read into a little bit more, I guess, is what I'm going at. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. We're not film like critics Mm -mm. and i'm pretty sure a lot of whoever is critiquing these are also not film critics so like (laughs) this is all these are all opinions and you know every opinion you know whatever it's cool but (laughs) it's just fun to look at it at different perspectives based on what you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah agreed agreed so honestly uh we don't got too many more points after that um we as you said earlier in the show, you know, there's a lot going on. Grad school life. Yeah. Yep. 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 Grad school is grad schooling. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, you can't really put it, honestly, a better way than that, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, some things that to look out for is that we already got our first interview lined up. Please be on the lookout for that. That's coming out of, like, next two. It's going to be the next episode. Yes. Um, we are so reaching out to people to start doing other interviews. Are we lining those up now? And we got a camera now, so and it's pretty nice. It's a nice camera. So it's an expensive camera. It's nice though. Yeah, if you start seeing us post some stuff, um, maybe some uh, recorded interviews, mm. feel free to give us a like. Maybe yeah. some um, feedback. Some shares. Yeah, maybe yeah. a couple shares. That would be nice. Also, YouTube is going to be a thing soon. It's hard to tell you when, because in the same way that in some episodes of Be Scientists, we try to make sure that we have all our sources together and things like that. We want to bring that over to the videos, too. Um, So 
just that and also um in the same way you might get the magazine too we're hoping we're we are we're really trying to get that out there between in like the next month or so um yes. when i say month or so i'm saying like march so yes. like but and, and this might seem uh surprising but putting together a magazine is quite difficult is it yeah, yeah i would say yeah so yeah you know be patient with us mm-hmm. it's I know we've been hyping it up for a hot little minute, but it's really because we want to make sure it's something that's going to be really useful and enjoyable for everyone that interacts with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying our best. We want to make it good for the public, for you. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for that. And, I mean, we don't really got too much else to say, but be scientists. Yeah, please do continue to be scientists. We'll catch you next time. Be Scientist is a podcast by the Black Science Coalition and Institute, or BSI, a 501c3 nonprofit. Be Scientist is hosted by both Jenna Carpenter, chemist, and BSI's research and development officer, and Jordan Chapman, geoarchaeologist and BSI's president. Music is produced by Delarallo, and lyrics are by Ed Yana. Special thanks to Michael Mike Castan Marshall and the Plaza Abbey Studios. If you'd like to donate to BSI, visit our official website, bsci.org. That's B Your donation supports the B Scientist and besides other projects. We couldn't do it without you. So please tune in next time and always be scientists.